0: If there is one overused word in the online space, it might be this one. If you are an ambitious creative trying to build a brand online, you know, draw attention to your service, your product, or heck, spread a message that you care about, I'm sure you have been given this advice. Be more yourself. Build a personal brand. Here we go. You ready? Be authentic. Well, before we look at how to do that, let's first ask ourselves, should we be? I've always felt a man's fear. I was born with several falls. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see and I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. What's up, y'all? If this is your first time listening, how's it going? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be more of yourself online. And we're going to even ask ourselves a question. Should you be more yourself? What does this word mean? Authentic. Be authentic. She's so authentic. He's so authentic. What's that even mean? Should we be? Last week, I sent out an email to my list telling them that I would be doing this episode about how to be more of yourself online. But I first wanted to ask their opinion, right? I asked them, does it even matter that we're ourselves online? And to what extent? And if so, how do we be more of ourselves online? You know, this stuff wasn't taught to us by our mama. You know what I mean? Like, no offense to our mamas, but they didn't have social media back then, right? If you think about this, we're the first group of people to go through the digital era, right? To go through social media and figure out what it actually means to be a human being online. And so we're trying to navigate not only finding our own voice on that, but finding community and finding belonging, getting back to some of these very instinctual needs of ours as human beings and figuring out how to translate that into a digital space. So, yeah, it's confusing, right? We've got to realize our place in history right now. And that's why I think it's so freaking important for us to talk about. You probably weren't ready for all this heaviness, right? You're like, oh, my God, what did I just start listening to? Listen, we're going to explore this in a super fun way. And there's no real conclusion on my end. I just want to throw out some things that our community shared that I thought was super interesting. And I want to hear from you, hear your thoughts on it as well. But before we get started, if you have not done so yet, if you would take a moment hit that subscribe button if you identify as an unconventional leader. My hope is to fan the flame and all of you guys to get out there and do what you feel called to do. So you can help us do that by hitting subscribe, being a part of our community. And if you haven't yet, leave us a review. Let's go ahead and get into this. You ready? All right. When I sent out this email last week, I had an insane amount of responses and people wrote a lot too. Like they wrote some paragraphs. Okay. I didn't know this was such a hot topic for a lot of people, but it is. And I I, I understand that, right? Because again, we're being told to be more of ourselves online, to be authentic, to do all this stuff. But the online space sometimes kind of seems like the Wild West. So it's like, am I even safe to be myself here? Like, is this actually going to help my brand? Is this going to help my business? How much of myself do I need to be? You know what I mean? So anyway, I got a lot of emails, got a lot of responses, and I'm just going to highlight a few that brought something uh, different to the table, because overall, I think the consensus of most of my subscribers was, yes, we do need to be authentic online. It is important. And a lot of them said people want to relate to people. They said, we're sick of fakeness. It was like this outcry, an outcry. People were demanding justice. <laughs> Not really, I'm being so dramatic right now. But most people agreed yes, we need to be authentic online. We need to be more of ourselves. At Cindy's Counter over on Instagram, she said that she believes people are, quote, tired of fakeness, and there's so much skepticism in the world, and that being authentic, being fully yourself is the way to win people over. I thought that was a super interesting point. Here's some other ideas. Should we be? Let's just explore that first. Should we be authentic online. This comes from C Grit Mon MON over on Instagram. She says I don't think it's essential to share our vulnerable sides online, but it can definitely make people feel closer to us and trust us more since they trust that they are seeing a realer version of us. Keeping things professional is fine for some. For others, humanity is bravery and integrity. So she says she doesn't think it's essential for us to be, to share our vulnerable sides online. Um, I actually interviewed Seth Godin a little over a year ago, and he said something similar that he doesn't believe that people want authenticity. What they want is consistency. And so, whatever way that you are sharing your message online, that needs to be a consistent way of going about it. It doesn't have to necessarily be authentic, which is a very interesting point. You can uh, check that out. I'll get up in the show notes if you want to hear him expound on that. But let's move over to Kay Preston Moore. Again, asking the question, is it important for us to be authentic online? He says, quote, as the Internet gets more crowded, differentiating will continue to be paramount. I'm all in on the premise that people do business with people that they like and trust. When I don't see anything personal, it's hard for me to trust there are real people behind the brand. As a matter of fact, I do business with and consume content that may not be considered, quote, the best purely because I like the people behind the brand. Now, if a company is, quote, the best, like Amazon, for example, they don't need to share the personal side because being the best or most convenient speaks for itself. Truth is, most people aren't, quote, the best in their field, so they must find a way to differentiate. And pretty branding isn't enough. I love that. Pretty branding isn't enough. How many people think that they need to have a prettier anesthetic in order to get more followers to build trust? If anything else, I think, you know, never showing any anything that's not well put together makes it a little bit harder to trust. And even to Preston's point, you know, big name brands, you know, they're, again, they don't necessarily have anything to prove because they've proven themselves in the marketplace from their products and services. But I think from a likability standpoint, it's always nice to see a little bit more humanity. And I think that's why, you know, humor is used so much in commercials and so forth, because humor is a connector, right? And so what are creative ways even for big brands to show humanity and? in their their work, and their presence. Super interesting thoughts, Preston. So last thought on should we be more of ourselves online? Because again, I think the overall consensus through most of the people that uh, responded was, yes, we should. But let's get one more thought from Purple Lady Gems with a Z. One thing that she added that I thought was interesting is she talked about personal touches, reaches out to diversified audiences. She says, I'm a nerd and proud of it. I love weird objects and we're made of many multidimensional levels. So why not allow people the opportunity to know you? I thought that was a very interesting point that by adding more personality, more humanity in our brands and our online presences, it actually invites in diversity because it shows more of a holistic picture of you and what you're wanting to create than maybe this one lane way of viewing your work or your brand or your business or whatever. I thought that was a very, very interesting point. So should we be ourselves online? Again, I think everyone said that yes, how we go about that can be different though. and We'll get into that in just a second. But I wanted to comment on just the resistance, the overall resistance around being yourself online. And I think I had more comments on this than not, which I hope really encourages you because sometimes when we see other people online, we're like, oh, you know, this just easy for them to be themselves or whatever. But I think a lot of people really struggle with this. Again, we weren't taught how to do this well. And that's why you see so many people stumbling and making mistakes. And I think there needs to be a lot of grace um, when it comes to this, because we're all trying to figure it out, you know, I mean, within reason. But it's a a very interesting place to be. Again, um, we know it might be important, but the resistance that comes around it. So let's hear from at Chelsea Burnett over on Instagram. She said that, Uh, The only resistance she's faced in being transparent was opening up about her own speech impediment. Uh, She was very insecure about it for the past few years. She began sharing it out in public and it blew people away and they had never even noticed it. And she said that is attributed to, to the coping mechanisms I exercise to keep my stuttering at a minimum. I wanted to shout that out because, well, two parts of that. First of all, you know, there's resistance around sharing about the speech impediment. But, you know, honestly, that's the thing that probably helps people connect with her a little bit more, right? It makes it a little bit more human. And the fact that people didn't even notice it. How many times do you think something's a huge deal about you and people? don't notice it. Like I get so insecure about so many things about myself. I've mentioned it before on the show, you know, my forehead, my teeth, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And most people don't even recognize nor notice any of that about myself. I'm so subconscious of it. And it actually kept me back from putting out content for a long time. And I'm not going to go into that for a while, you know, because I've shared that before. But the resistance around being yourself online sometimes is just, you know, the, the criticism that hasn't even come yet because we assume that it's going to. And we haven't really... You know, I think Jack Canfield said this on the show, we haven't given people an opportunity to say yes to us because we've already said no to ourselves, right? There's so much resistance around that I can completely relate to. Let's go to at Billy Jaws, J-A-U-S-S over on Instagram. This was a really interesting point. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's fairly long, but she sent a very powerful response to resistance around. Being Yourself Online, talking about cancel culture. I'll read part of it. She says, cancel culture has a lot of us pausing. My initial response was to send an email telling you all the things, and then I paused. I can't put things out there or I'll get canceled. My ministry will suffer if I tell people to love like Jesus, not how they want to love, but how Jesus called us to love. It makes me so sad because they're missing out on so much good. She goes on to share more about you know, her reluctancy to share about her faith, because of cancel culture. And I thought, you know, when I put this question out to the email list, and that's why I think it's so important, guys, those of you who are leaders, have audiences, have people in your tribe, and your community, ask questions. Because when I think of being myself online, I didn't even think about cancel culture. I know I should have, right? I probably should have. But that didn't even occur to me until Billy sent that. I'm like, you're so right. Of course, there's fear and resistance around being yourself online. Because what if you say the wrong thing? What if you offend someone? Right? That's a very, 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 very valid point. And I think has a lot of people completely crippled. But again, I think that goes to the point of why this conversation is so important, why it's important to think through it yourself, to get with mentors, peers, people you trust, and really navigate through this process. Because again, as leaders online, we can't hide, right? If you've been called into the online space, if you've been called to put your message out there, we can't hide behind some of this stuff. How do we navigate it, right? What is the answer for us? I thought that was a super valid point, Billy. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, next we're going to go to Lynn Pilk over again on IG. And I'm brought up a really, really good point too about the difference between personal and private. Personal and private is a key divide too. I don't like sharing much of my private life, like love life, because I don't like people snooping on that stuff. <laughs> I love that, Lynn. I agree. Um, my husband and I, we talk a lot about, you know, just being very intentional with, you know, our children and our family, because he and I both have brands and we're putting out a ton of content and not that there's a right or wrong way. I never say that because everybody's so completely different. But we've had to ask ourselves, okay, what about our personal lives are we going to share online and what are we going to try to be a little bit more conscientious of? Because I completely agree. I think you can be personal. I think you can be authentic. I think you can be real and also still have some lines in the sand of things that you keep private. I think that's a super healthy thing to do because it's nice to just, from a mental health perspective, have some boundaries and some things that are just yours or just your family's or whatever. And again, that line is going to be different from everybody, but I think that's an important point, Lynn, and I'm glad you brought it up. Being yourself online doesn't mean that you have to share every sinking thing. And I think that, again, back to just a self-analysis, self-awareness, really coming to your own conclusions of that, your own value s- system with it, and staying the ground with it, right? I love Gary Vee. Gary Vee, I mean, he he talks about this a lot. He, you feel like you know him if you follow his work, right? But do you see pictures of his kids on the internet? Do you hear much about them or anything? And you could be like, well, why isn't Gary sharing this part of his life? He's not being whatever. No, that's just his own personal decision with him and his wife to keep that that part private. And I think that's respectable. And that isn't, to me, take away from the personality and his brand or the person ability, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Lastly, on resistance, and then we'll move into how to be more authentic online. Uh, I love this from Nicholas De Laurentiis. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. What a cool name. This is a powerful statement around resistance. I'm so grateful that he shared this. He said, that he understands intellectually that creating connection is essential for business and that sharing your personal story is one of the best ways to do that. But he says while growing up, no one was really interested in his story, including friends and immediate family. And that makes him reluctant to share his story with thousands of strangers. Yo, dude, when I read this, Nicholas, and this is part of it, uh, I was like, You just nailed it. And again, I didn't even think about that, too. But I think inwardly, we all have a little bit of that, right? Like, am I that interesting? Is my story really matters? My day-to-day life is if I show like this authentic side to myself, are people going to be bored out of their freaking minds? Maybe you, you didn't get that validation growing up that, what you had to say mattered. Dude, I mean, that is a very, very valid point. And what self-awareness you have, Nicholas, to even come to that conclusion. I felt like I had a little bit of therapy just reading that. You know what I'm saying? But I think just even the awareness around that, hey, my resistance around this might be from something growing up or something that I was you know, told by my parents or wasn't told by my parents, the validation that I did or I didn't get, that it might not be that my story isn't interesting, that this isn't a space that I belong in. But maybe there's just some very old stories that I've got to deal with, whether it be therapy or whatever, to get past that. Powerful thought, Nicholas. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, let's move into the how, okay? And this is the last bit I asked, you know, is it important that we're authentic online? We talked about that. Consensus was for the most part, yes. We talked about The resistance around that, though, about why we're reluctant to be ourselves, even though we think it might be important. We talked about boundaries and, you know, personable doesn't necessarily mean that you're airing all your dirty laundry and that nothing is private. Some really, really solid points there. But I wanted to get into, well, how? What are some practical tips and ways that we can be authentic online? Oh, I wanted to mention this real quick before we get into that. I am so grateful for, um, It's at Matt Chesko. Side note, amazing content. So vulnerable, so real. Uh, He admitted, you know, that he has over 2 billion followers online and still struggles being himself online. And I wanted to mention that because there is such, and Matt, you're so cool for saying that, side note. There's such a dissonance, I think, in our minds between people who have big followings or putting out a lot of content that they just feel confident all the time that they have everything together blah, 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 blah. And I have found that to be nothing further than the truth. Friends that I have, people I've interviewed who've, you know, succeeded online and built up following stuff like that. Not all of them by any means, but most of them still are insecure about things and still struggle with stuff and still are asking themselves some of these deeper rooted questions. And I think that's so helpful to know that people like Matt, who are killing it online, still ask themselves some of these very questions right no one has it all completely figured out no one is better than you no one is more emotionally intelligent or secure or whatever than you some people have learned how to take action in the midst of that and silence fears in critical times and other people you know are unfortunately completely paralyzed by it and so your fear and your self-doubt and your questioning and all this stuff it's normal right what are we going to do with it right? What are we going to do with the fear, with the insecurity, with the doubt, with the questions? Matt, I think that's a perfect example of how to be authentic, just being honest about stuff like that. I'm going to go to Shelly over at Women Over 50, a life redesign. Side note, incredible human being. Uh, How do we be more authentic online? I love what she had to share. She said, sometimes I sing on my lives. And the funny thing about that is I cannot carry a tune. Me either, Shelly. I just sing a few lines and I do it because I want to. Does it hurt my brand or my business? I don't know. And to be honest, I don't care. I love Shelly. I love her. The reason I don't care is, is because there are people who tell me they love that I sing on my lives. Those are the people that matter to me, my brand and my business. I just love this response so much because what she's saying there, essentially, I do what I enjoy and what I love. And I believe that an audience will follow that. And there's an audience for almost anything, right? It's case in point. Brian, my husband, he will show me TikToks all day long and I will not laugh. And he's over there crying laughing. And then I'll show him TikToks I like and I'm crying laughing. He just looks at me like I'm stupid. We have completely different senses of humors, right? And so art, content, all this stuff that we're out there creating is so subjective. One person loves it, the other person hates it. So why not choose something that you love? Why not put out content that you enjoy and that makes you feel happy and trust that an audience is going to form around that. That's what I heard from Shelly right there. And I also heard that it don't matter if you can't sing, go ahead and sing anyway. I'm going to take that to bank. Next is at Directed by M3. This is a really good uh, tip right here. He says, we are living in a world where personal brands are dominating and in order for it to work, you have to humanize it so people can relate to you. As humans, we want to connect with people that have common interests and unique take on life. Being the owner of a production company and studio, as well as a filmmaker, I felt it was important to show my growth, where I came from, and how I got to where I'm at. This is a really good tip right here. He says, that is why I leave my very first productions up. That transparency shows people I used to be horrible at what I do. But over time, I grew into being decent enough for people to hire me. So the way that he's transparent online is leaving up some of the crappy stuff that he did before, showing and documenting his own growth. And I love that so much. And this is why. When I first started podcasting, I felt so insecure about it. And I was like, I'm never going to be here. I'm never going to be there. But I went to some of the podcasters that I really admired. And I scrolled back to the very, very beginning of their work. And some of them were generous enough, maybe didn't notice, that they left up their original first few episodes and they were terrible. They sounded like mine, right? So that gave me so much confidence because I knew if they could start and suck and get so much better and build what they build, so could I. So that's essentially what Directed by M3 is doing. He's leaving up his first productions, and that's a generous act for his followers saying, hey, I'm not perfect. Look at where I started. And that's a way that he's able to humanize his brand. I love that tip. Again, we had so many responses, and I didn't even scratch the surface of it. So thank you to all of you who sent in your your thoughts, your ideas, your stories. I know some of them were super personal, and I'm just so grateful for you. Again, I just wanted to kind of start this conversation one, to just help you understand that if you're feeling resistance around being yourself online, how to be authentic and all that, there's no cookie cutter answer for it. I don't think it's just as easy as like, hey, Jackie, go be yourself online, because there's a lot of, you know, baggage we have to go through. There's a lot of fears. Uh, practically, what does that even look like? Like, do I show, show my dirty socks online? Like, you know, what? to what level are we talking about here? So I think it's important for you to Have an honest conversation with with yourself, but also to somebody who is in your space, who you trust, who gets it right. Your best friend, your spouse may not be the person. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a mastermind group. But somebody who gets the online space, understands and respects what you want to create. And ask them honestly about the way that you're approaching your own authenticity, being yourself, if there's a way that they can challenge you to be a little bit more. Maybe come up with creative ideas of how you could express it in your own unique way. There is no right or wrong. There is no cookie cutter answer. I don't believe in that. I think that we're all so unique and different and you got to lean into what feels right for you, but also to recognize If something is true or if something is fear, are you creating from a place of life and freedom or are you creating or not creating from a place of fear? And again, only you can answer that. I hope some of these responses were helpful for you. If you would like to join our email community, I'll put a link in the show notes where you can maybe participate in something like this in the future. Would love to have you a part. Listen, I love you guys so much. I'm in your corner. I'm cheering you on. We'll see you soon.